Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of April 29th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Court. All right, I'm going to blow your mind this week. Okay, what do we got going on? I've played more than one game. Shit! And it's not a 30-year-old game. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so, I, like, um, strangely enough, I did not do what I said I was going to do uh last week so i'm sure everybody's shocked by that but um yeah i was i basically i was just trying out a bunch of like uh city builders city management uh civilization management i guess um and i had a couple bad experiences i had a one i was kind of hoping for drop on me and then i had uh i guess i'll start out on the one i like and Mm -hmm. i'll do the two that i didn't like and hopefully somebody gets mad and writes in and uh you know, sends like a bomb to my house or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, starting out, um, after I had a couple of bad experiences in a row, I went and bought uh, Dawn of Man, which was a, um, I, I believe this came out in like maybe January, February, um, but I just never picked it up. It's like 25 bucks on Steam. Um, it is a, I mean, it's, ostensibly like a civilization survival game but um it's, it's really more of like a city manager um mm-hmm. where you're going back to like stone age or you know i guess slightly before stone age even um and kind of keeping a little tribe of pretty much cavemen alive um so it's a really interesting game i i think uh, i mean i heard about it in a podcast because i was this was one that I was sort of interested in, but I wasn't 100% sure if I wanted to jump on board or not. Mm, yeah. Um, so I listened to this podcast and they described it more in depth. And they, you know, it's really good that they pointed out the negative things about it way ahead of time. So I knew sort of what to expect. Um, this game definitely has some weaknesses, but I think overall it's really cool. Um, you know, just kind of like games a lot of times won't go into this early of an age. So like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> even uh, Civilization, like Civilization Six or you know whichever one you prefer, I guess, um, they don't quite. Uh, you start out in the Stone Age or whatever, but you already have a full city. Your people are all living there. You know your civilization pops know what to do to manage it and everything. You're yeah. starting from absolute scratch in this game. Like I believe the game starts with two huts and a campfire, and it's like, all right, what are you gonna do? So That's um, and where does it really progress cool. to? Uh, apparently it gets uh, pretty modern. I, I made it, uh, you know, it's it's one of those games that you'll have to probably restart a few times and kind of master each age before you can do like a full playthrough. Yeah. Um, and I definitely, I got to a certain point um, where I realized that I just kind of fucked up in uh, some of my early decisions and it was not super recoverable. So I just went on like a fucking genocide run just to see how it went. Um, okay. And uh, these cavemen are shockingly, um, like, they will they will fight to stay alive, which is pretty cool. Um, they kind of, it's interesting because it's almost like you're playing as a chieftain, where, like, people will not necessarily, like, you'll set up a gathering point. So it's like, okay, I want you guys to um, harvest berries and, you know, other, like, like things off of plants. Mm-hmm. Um, like you'll collect like tannin off of trees that you can use in making like leather. Um, you collect acorns off of trees, you collect berries off of shrubs, different things like that. Right. Um, 
and you'll set like, okay, I want um, up to three people doing this job and continue doing this job until we have, you know, 50 berries in stock, which is a large number. And, um, you know, they may or may not go do that job. Like people know, okay, up to three of us can go out and collect berries, but they might decide that they have something better to do. <laughs> so like you don't directly pick a villager and say, okay, Uck, you go out in the forest and pick berries for 17 years. You know what I mean? Like they just, yeah. they do it if they want to, um, which is really interesting. And I, I actually that's, like that a lot. Yeah. That's, that's different. Nice. Um, so, so it's really fascinating. And, and they'll, they'll prioritize. So like, I mean, the, the berry picking was maybe a bad idea. Cause you'll be like, Hey, go mine stone. So if your people have like 400 stone, but you have set to mine unlimited and they're running out of food, they'll stop mining stone and they'll go get food. You know what I mean? So hmm. they're uh, relatively intelligent. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. 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 That, that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. Um, it sounds like something that, you know, definitely to be ch uh, checked out. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe is 25 too much for it. You think? Oh no. Like this, it, it goes on pretty long. I think. Um, okay. I'm not sure. Let me do some quick twee search here. I mean, you get like. Um, it always sketches the, me out a little bit, yeah. you know? When it's like, like you, um, I, I'm not sure who's. Second this. or third age. Uh, so you kind of move through eras, and it's sort of like civilization where it's unlocked by having certain technologies researched. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, you'll. So, like, the first era, you get out of the first era into the second area when you research pottery. So before then, your people just straight up walk over to a river and kneel down and take a sip, and then they take a shit right next to it. And yeah. when you discover pottery, people can actually, like, gather water and just take it to their fucking house to drink later. Carl, that river is for shitting, not drinking. Real shit. So, oh. um, you know, it's, it's uh, the eras are pretty big. The next era after that, uh, after pottery, is, like, being able to create farms, which is fucking vitally important. We've seen so, a little bit of that, I think. In the, yeah, yeah, in you the can see. Here. And the, even like watching some trailers and gameplay videos, you can think of some strategies that you might not have thought of before. Like they just drop farms outside the city walls because what the fuck are invaders going to do? Like melee attack a fucking piece of corn? Like that's not going to do anything. Well, it'll chop so, it down. Uh, and then yeah, I guess I don't know. And then and I then, go out and harvest it. And then thank, thank you. you, thank you for doing part of my work for me. Thank you. So these guys, uh, the company that made it, Madruga Works, um, previously they made Planet Base, which was like a um, Mars survival simulator. It was also a city builder, also a good game that I didn't realize that I had played these guys' other games. So uh, mm. kind of a fan, I guess. Nice. It seems like they have like a little bit of a... Um, they have a theme they, they, going for sure. Well, they have a... Uh, like, it looks like they have like a cycle like a not like just day and night maybe they have day and night i don't know but it looks oh, like yeah, there's definitely a, like seasons too a yeah. season seasonal cycle and then they have it looks like a decent amount of variety of animals like wildlife yeah and you're gonna be like they have different levels of like danger so like a mammoth will just straight up like butt fuck your people to death oh well i don't like the sound of that uh-huh with his mammoth dong yeah um, and there's like like cave bears and shit. There's like fucking like large cats. I think they call them like cave lions or something. I don't know. Cave lions. You know, like nice. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's I'm, I've really been enjoying it so far, and it I've definitely heard that the end game gets kind of rough because you just get to a point where you're like unstoppable. 
Whatever. But um, I'm not finding anything that's definitive that's like, oh, hey, this goes off until, um, you know, the semi-modern age. I know you get, like, you get farming, you get milling, you're making, you know, you're baking bread. Um, and that's only about halfway through the, the eras. So I, I imagine you get relatively uh, advanced at a certain point. But yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot. Cool. So I'll yeah, just I was looking through the like what what people said about it. Yes, yeah, uh, in the in the comments. Cool. Yeah, there's some funny like references to other games and shit. But um, yeah, so um, just to roll right off of that into two city builders, sort of that I did not have a good time with. Uh, I did get into Anno 1800. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't like uninstalled it yet. But I'm just really not liking it. I think I'm gonna wait for a couple of um, updates to hit, and maybe keep my eye out to see. Like they're already working on a DLC for it that's supposed to come out next month. So it looks good, though. I mean, visually, yeah. it's it, it's very impressive, but it it takes a really long time to like scale up to a good city. Um, the, yeah, and the you... story mode is like really weird, um, which it, it's. Typically in games like this, like Tropico, um, you know, the, the story mode is actually, like, uh, it's basically just teaching you the correct order to, like, build. Mm -hmm. It's, like, teaching you one optimal playstyle, pretty much. And in this game, it's actually, like, they tried to work in, like, a story campaign. So there's, like, manual control of your, like, person unit, which is really weird. Um... The levels, like, I haven't played an Anno game in a long time, so it's, like, probably my fault for not knowing. Right. But, um, it's just, like, it's, the structure of the game itself is, like, really weird to me. Like, it's hard to explain. When you start out, you have, um, you're, you're, like, you start out as a farmer automatically. You cannot, like, in real life, especially when Anno is a very, like, colonial game, like, the king sends you to go colonize an island is like literally what happens. Yeah. So it's weird to me that no matter what, you have to start out as an agrarian. Like you start out as farmers. Yeah. And you so, can't start out as like a, you don't start out as like a, like a yeah. Or, or, or even like more so like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I, I was thinking of the person. Like, yeah, I was thinking of the person that is like in charge, not the colony itself. I guess. Yeah, you're like a you're like a Lord Mayor because your father was a friend of King George the Eighth, but he died under mysterious circumstances and whatever the fuck. But um, it's really like it's weird how it plays out. Like, so you're building farmers' houses, mm-hmm. like farmer cottages, and then up to X number of farmers will move in, and farmers can only do farmer type jobs so farmer jobs are farming um Mm -hmm. herding like animals so like sheep farms and pig farms and shit like that um they can do simple like wood cutting and they can do processing wood and they can work at like places that process um wool into cloth but then you upgrade your farmers at a certain point you upgrade your farmers to workers so workers can work in mines they can work in factories 
But to get workers, you have to convert farmers' houses into workers' houses. And people want to live near where they work. But you can only upgrade farmers' houses that have been met all of the farmers' needs. So, like, all the ones that have all their needs met are not next to your mine. They're way over in the beginning of the game where you just started. So you're going to have to build a new village over like, by your mines. You're going to have to build a new farmer village and then get them all happy, even though they can't work at the farm because it's too far away. So they're sad because they can't go to their job quickly and easily. They have a long commute. And it's undesirable to live over there because there's this fucking abandoned mine right down the fucking street. And it's just very odd. I mean, everything uh, has to touch a road. So you're, you're, it's always going to look like a grid. Um, right. which, you know, this is like, that's not true in, um, Tropico, for example, like in Tropico houses don't have to be on roads because people will walk through the grass to go to their fucking house. You know what I mean? And they actually right. prefer to be off the road because the road is loud and noisy and has smog and shit. So, um, like in this game, you're going to have like 10 times the amount of roads that you do in like Tropico or something like that. It's a lot closer to like. Um, it, this is like getting closer to city skylines, but I would actually say city skylines, aside from traffic management, which gets really complex in city skylines, mm -hmm. um, you know, leading up to the point where you have to start managing traffic, I would say city skylines is easier to play because this game, you have to be a lot more strategic. You have to manually control your trade routes. So that's a problem. Um, mm -hmm. While you're managing a city, you have a boat that you're supposed to go explore the world with which I don't like because I don't like to hop around the map like I'm playing fucking StarCraft. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is this military sim angle that I don't like because I don't want... Like, if I'm going to destroy my city, I want to, like, trigger a volcano or an alien invasion or something like in SimCity used to do. Yeah. I don't want the fucking Lord King to roll in and fuck my people up when we're trying to gain independence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's... It seems like, um, it really seems like what they want you to do is to play the same game that everyone's played. Well, it's, it's almost like they have, like, a vision of their game that they've been working on that's like, okay, so the first Anno game was a trading sim. So you did build this town, and you had these flows of you know, goods that you were creating and everything, but the goal was to make a really powerful trade route and make your people make more money than they spend to live, right? Right. So, like, you make a really intelligent, efficient, uh, high income, and your people are really happy for that. So it was like a trading simulator. And then the games have slowly gotten away from that and gotten into, like, this... It's like a really high-level city sim, but also uh, there's a military aspect... You still have to set up trade routes and manage like like supply flows, like industrial supply flows. It's it's interesting. It, well like the yeah, the way it seems to me is there's an optimal way to play the game. And yeah. if like it's, not, this is designed for a very specific play style. Yeah, and if you're not like if you're not into that just sing, like singular play style or whatever, mm -hmm. it like, they don't want you to, like, do anything off the beaten path, kind of. So, right. it's like, if there's a mine over here, but you build the farmers over here, they want you to fill in that middle section in between with things, 
Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of like who gives a fuck about this guy over here now? Because yeah, we're building that, in the middle section. It's just the way yeah, like just yeah. the way I've seen the map kind of populated in these videos. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it has a, that feel. I mean, there's that and then there's also like when you look at the designs of these cities and shit, it's like clearly this is all planned. Like they plopped their big emporium like glass building in the very middle and then there's high income residential around that and there's medium income residential around that low income residential around that and farms on the outside yeah but like when you're playing the game you start with a fucking dock and like a house and you have to build out from there so in the very beginning of the game the first time i play am i supposed to know the final building i drop and exactly where it's going you know like that that shit's just weird to me like I like doing the organic city building. I like doing less strategic. I like to like I like to have fun when I'm playing games. I'm not designing a real city in the 1800s here. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely some interesting shit that you can get off of this game. But I just it, I just don't think it's for me. And I'm gonna wait. Like I said, I'm gonna see some balance changes. I'm gonna try to play through some story mode so it's more guided and stuff like that. But right now, so, I'm just not seeing it. Optimally, what what would you pick over this? If you were playing games, a tropical. Type. You would just I mean, the, the original Anno and Tropico were made by the same guys. Right. And eventually one of them got absorbed by Ubisoft, and the other one um, sort of got absorbed by uh, Calypso. So, um, I mean, they're independent, but they mostly do stuff with Calypso. So, sure. like, um, Tropico's a lot more freeform. It's not quite as good looking, but it's also very... I mean, when you have a really good city going on, it looks cool. You so, know, it it's, it, it's kind of like... Um, it it just has like what would you rather have? Would you rather have a game that looks a little better? Or would you rather have a game that like plays and functions and more of a oh yeah, I'd, I'd definitely appealing rather have something way. that just just plays better. I mean, um, with Tropico, it's it's really not stressful. It's a lot more laid back. I mean, I, I like uh, in the middle of that. I really am liking Dawn of Man, which is an indie game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came from you know small developer. Um doesn't look amazing it doesn't look horrible but it certainly doesn't look like you know it doesn't look anywhere near anno or even tropico mm-hmm. and uh you know it's it's got some strategy it's got you have to use some intellect while you're playing and building and everything but it's not going to be like oh you absolute dipshit you put the high-end residential in a poor attractiveness area now you're only getting 76 percent of your income you could have gotten fool like <laughs> that's just not fun to me you know what i mean you fool it's, I just don't. I don't like that. And I don't get it. So right. I mean, again, like just looking at it visually, it's amazing. And I wish that I could just play it on like dumbass mode. Maybe so. one day. Well, technically, if I'm playing it, it's always dumbass mode. Ha. Huh. Um, and then the other one that really butt fucked me. Speaking of like fucking high level strategy, mm-hmm. um, Imperator Rome, which we actually missed. Uh, it came out on the twenty sixth. I don't know, like, I'm the only one that does this, where, like, I'm looking forward to a game, and I get it the fucking day it comes out, but somehow, the fucking, you know, five days before it comes out, when we record, I don't remember. (laughs) I just don't understand how I do this to myself, every time. (laughs) But, luckily, I'll always be there to mention it, because I buy it, and then I'm disappointed by it. So, um, you know, I've been saying for, like, 300 years that I want them to just make Crusader Kings 3. Like, that's my era, that's my shit I'm into. Um, it's, I like strategy. I like high level, like, you know, city management and shit. I just think like, 
So Imperator Rome has gotten kind of mixed reviews. People are saying it hasn't really added anything. It's there's nothing crazy new going on. Um, like, so this is the fifth or sixth game in a row that this company will have released with a non-functioning tutorial. Damn. So like, the 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 your on-screen clutter is like at a whole nother level of like pure shit. No, Which, it looks... these games these games are known to have bad screen clutter. Yeah, they have a huge box in the bottom right, and then shit yeah. across the whole. Time. Yeah, box in the bottom right that takes up like maybe a fifth or a sixth of your screen. Yeah, the yeah. entire top. I mean, it's not like there's a like the top left or the top right. It has a thing that has your resources or whatever. The entire top, all the way across the screen, is covered yep. with numbers and buttons and all kinds of shit going on. Um, and I, I mean, my issue is that they have not made the shit any easier to play. Like, it is not any more accessible. It's not any more... There's not a small scale that you can zoom... You can't just say, like, okay, I want to play, and basically, Italy. Like, uh, give me Italy, give me Sicily, give me some of the islands, but cut me off at the mountains. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, give me a small, focused game to play. There's not an option for that. If you're playing this entire game, that this whole game that simulates 400 empires... Um, each one with, you know, 5, 10, uh, 20, 100 um, regions. Like, this shit is a lot. And that's, I mean, that's something that's really cool about these games is that they essentially simulate history, right? And they do it in a relatively realistic way. You have to hire people to be, you have to hire a fucking seneschal to take care of your castle while you're away. Every single region has to have multiple levels of management to keep it running and keep food coming in and out. Good God. But there's yeah. just no way to... If you haven't been playing, you know, Victoria 2 and Crusader Kings 2, Europa Universalis 4, uh, Hearts of Iron 4, if you haven't been playing these for 10 years, you don't know how these fucking games work. Yeah, like, I'm not, looking at this and it's a lot. They're not targeting new people. Yeah, it's, not it's, at all. There's zero question. They're like, we're going to sell this to the same people that just bought the Crusader Kings DLC when this game came out in 2011. And that's and I, in- like that was my goal with this one is that I wanted to get on board really early. I wanted to be on board in the early days so mm-hmm. that I understood what was happening because I thought that was my weakness in Crusader Kings. Because if you go look up a tutorial from 2014 on how to play Crusader Kings 2, it's different now. Like the game just doesn't play the same because they do these massive balance changes, they do huge UI upgrades. Um, and unfortunately, this does not look upgraded to me. I mean, graphically, it's upgraded. Some of the ways that certain things are managed is is effects, I would say. Mm-hmm. But overall, this is this is just what Crusader Kings Two with all DLC is. Like they have not done anything to majorly overhaul. I, I, they need a new engine. They need a new method of doing some of the shit because they're never going to gain a new fan this way. Yeah, and and to that point. The people who are buying this game, seeing the same shit over and over again, they're, they're starting to get mad. Fewer and fewer of those people as mm-hmm. well. Look, as of like, right now, this game has mixed reviews on Steam, mm-hmm. and a lot of the negative reviews are from people that have been playing these games for years. You know? Yeah, I mean, and it, they're like, it's it's very strange. It looks it looks like well too much. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> visually, it's not terrible. 
It's not ideal, and this is from someone on the outside who's never played one of these games. Right. Um, the I have no idea what the fuck's going on in the bottom right corner with the mountains and then buildings. It looks like, I imagine it's like day and night. Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the icons, those are I, all just like, okay, no show me a topographical map. Show me a region. Show me a faction. Show me a, like every one of those is just a map filter. Right. And so then, they have fucking 20 map filters. <laughs> Yeah, and then a lot. across the top they have, it. I, I don't even know. It looks like different, um, like it's either different points of victory maybe, mm-hmm. or like gods. Oh, I'm not the, even uh, sure what the, the like colored are. icons. Yeah, each one of those. So there's one that's religion, politics, military, faith, spirituality, okay. so that's, scaredness. So that's. Like, like those are where... all those are all deeper windows. Yeah. Like each one of those, if you click on those, it'll bring up this huge thing that's like. And so uh, one of the last huge. ones is diplomacy. By huge, I mean like ten yeah. or fifteen layer menus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also huge. It covers almost all your screen. Oh yeah, that's definitely also true. Yeah, it's like shit, dude. Yeah, it's just like I, I just don't understand who some of the shit is for. Like yeah. it, it's it's a hundred percent. All it is is hey, our fans like this last time. When you play the tutorial, the tutorial, right? Mm-hmm. If they wanted to, a tutorial could be, I don't know, 20 separate little missions strung together into a longer, you know, this it ends up being this big thing. Instead, in this game, what it is, is it says, it drops you into a certain scenario, uh, which is the entire game. You're playing as Rome, so it's easy because you're you have a you know very powerful. You have a lot of territory to start with. Your enemies are few and far between, you know. Um, but the tutorial is okay. Conquer these guys. Go conquer these guys. Get a good relationship with these guys. Make these guys your vassal. Get these guys to join your empire, and then tell these guys to make a better trade route. And it's like you're to do that. I have to already know how to play the game. This is not a tutorial. You know, it's a mm-hmm. scenario. So I think what they need to do with all these games. So it's been a long time, like comment, I guess, by a lot of people that an ideal way to play, to, to learn how to play Crusader Kings 2 is to just play a game set in Ireland because it's relatively isolated. There's still like five or six kingdoms to deal with, um, you know, separate Irish Kings that are all fighting for who's going to be high King or whatever. And once you figure that out, and you, you're, you know, you're probably not going to be dealing with a lot of foreign invaders or whatever. Once you've figured out Ireland to become high king, you've probably gone through maybe two or three generations in your family, so you know how to manage that. Then you can go and try to take over England, and then that's also, you know, Scotland, England, Wales. Those are relatively isolated, and there's not going to be a lot of naval combat coming in to fuck you up. So by the time you figure all that shit out, now you know how to play the game. So. Huh. You know, with, with this shit, it's like <clears throat> it, the fact idea. that the community has been saying for a hundred years, "Hey, just go play in Ireland." It, it's really telling that it's like they've never created a scenario that's just Ireland and the UK, because obviously that would be the ideal tutorial, because that's what the fans that have been playing this game for ten years say is the ideal tutorial. So they're probably right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's. The developer is just getting like more and more up their own ass. Which, if this is your perfect game, that's good, right? They're they're really doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on their shit that you like. 
but they're never going to gain a single new fan with this because I mean, I've been trying to get into these games for five years and I can't, you know, I just don't have 700 hours to figure out how to conquer Ireland. Yeah. You know, it's really not that hard. I mean, the fucking it, British people f- get figured it out before me in real life. In in real life, he's been trying to play these games so long. Yeah. This I could have actually conquered Ireland by now. Originally a tool to figure out how to conquer Ireland. And right. it's already been done. Can I IRL some? A couple of times. Ireland is uh, preparing to have a contention against that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's just very strange. I mean, they've... So, luckily, I got it on Steam. I was able to refund my purchase. This is not one that I'm going to stick with. Like, Anno is something that's like... Okay, I can kind of just, like, fuck around and, like, you know, might delete later. This is something that, like, if you don't get it, you're not going to get it. Like, you just don't have time to figure all this shit out on your own. Yeah. So I'm still hoping for that day. And, you know, fucking Paradox, give me a call. Like, (laughs) me as somebody that's completely outside that doesn't even know how these games work. But they're doing something that, you know, this is why I'm into, like, the Total War games. The Total War games are this on a smaller scale. Right? You're managing your city. How are you getting food between your cities? Uh, manage your armies you know people will like cities will rebel against you if they don't like what you're doing like yeah um, it's doing very similar things but it'll be on like a continent instead of the earth you know Mm -hmm. so you know yeah it seems like very much looking forward to some more of that new uh new three kingdoms total war coming soon i'm very excited for that at the end of the month can't wait to be disappointed again yeah it seems like you've picked uh Pick some poor games. You have yes. one good, and it's not and that even was a like shock. That was fantastic. A good. It's not even like amazing. It's it's good, right? And then there's two that are like one's bad, but I'm gonna give it a chance. The other one, no, no, mm-hmm. not doing this one at all. Right. So what else do we got? Anything else? Uh, yeah. Finally, um, I checked out the uh, the Joker character in uh, Super Smash Bros. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I have um, yet to do so. Okay, he's he's cool. He's a kind of he operates really weird. He um, he starts out really small, um, where he basically um, I want to describe this. He's he like he ap- he operates like a heavy character, like a, maybe like a Ganondorf or something. He's a little bit quicker than Ganondorf, and he hits kind of. I mean, he hits light like uh, Captain Falcon. So these are a good two characters to compare them against. Where, like, um, you know, Captain Falcon's really quick, but he's got these, like, light hits. So you, Captain Falcon hits somebody, like, four times. It does the same damage as um, Ganondorf hitting him once or twice. So um, he kind of operates, like, in a mix of the two at first, a, a bad mix. And then when he hits his, like, limit break, he summons uh, his, like, persona. Yeah. And then suddenly he starts hitting at that heavy weight because his persona is backing him up, basically. Yeah. So um, interesting. He obviously, looks awesome on screen. So he's not great to play <laughs> without the persona. How long does well, that? Well, early last? on, yeah, and it's as you take damage, it builds up your persona, and then um, once it triggers, it triggers automatically, so you don't like manually start it. And when you okay. block, that's what he's doing there when he's like turning blue when he's getting attacked. When you block it, it uh, juices up your persona thing a little bit more. But once he's out, he lasts for uh, a little while. It's respectable. But while he's out, you're just like a fucking total bruiser. Like, you're just running around killing people. 
Nice. Um, the stage is really visually cool. It's yeah. like comic booky, but it's got the weird like shit going on on the sides. Um, I, yeah, I, it looks a nice. It little, looks great, uh, and it looks battle yeah, it stage. Look, it looks like a standard battle stage with a, yeah. a platform that has like a higher and lower spot mm-hmm. that connect, um, and then it has and that third two platform's platforms. not always there. Yeah, usually it's two. Yeah, and then the third one will show up. But yeah, when he has that uh, persona out, he's really doing some damage. And his gun is like foxes. It doesn't. Uh, it does damage, but it doesn't like stun enemies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, I, his windscreen is him walking away like he does in the game. It's very good. Nice. Yeah, I, I think I think it might be time for me to finally play Persona. Uh, well, we got news about that. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it might be finally time for me to sit down and actually um like sit down and play five I, i've been I've, I've been sitting on it for a while and i really don't have i mean this month there isn't a wealth of games that i am like waiting to play kind of mm-hmm. you know like the last few months we've just we've had so so much and like even this month i picked up um almost every game that i picked up this month I didn't plan on mm-hmm. picking up. Yeah. So that's, cool. that's something that's really good when you just like discover some cool shit. Like two of them are just kind of shit. And it's like, well, that's right. I'll play it a couple times and I'm over it. Yeah. So, uh, this week for, for me, I've, I finished two games. Mm-hmm. Um, but they weren't like long. So, uh, first off played and finished up mortal Kombat 11 story. Nice. Um, that was really cool. It is probably the best Mortal Kombat movie ever. <laughs> um, with spats of fighting in between. Anybody who can play... Anyone who can, like... You know, button mash, but mm. pretty much, can beat the story. That's me. So, that, so that's really good. Got it. Um, if you are in it for the story... Um, yeah, this is really good. And they leave it... They don't leave it, the game... Like why? Like they they leave it open so they can do something next. It doesn't feel nothing feels like de- like this is it, you know. Um, but with the game in general, I maybe I missed something. But there are characters that are just straight up missing, mm-hmm. and that's weird for me. Like, and I, I played nine, and nine was like a soft reboot for the series. I didn't play ten, but I know it had this character. But where the fuck's reptile? Erectile. Not even a mention of him. Interesting. Just wiped from the face of the earth. They even mentioned other characters like Goro. Goro's, uh, you know, big boy, yep. dead. He's been dead. His right. dead body's in there. Um, cool. They mention Sindel. She kind of looks like a witch with long. Uh, like gray hair and she flies around and screams really loud um yeah i mean and you know they mention all these characters but they're also bringing in i I guess they're kind of not replacing characters but it's like they're doubling down on characters so we had Jax and we had sonya blade and we had johnny cage and i feel like reptile is gone but they're replacing them with characters that are just combinations of these characters like cassie cage is just sonya blade and Johnny Cage combine. 
it's I don't know. It's very it's very weird. But the story is super good. They even had um, who is not in the game. I think he's a planned DLC. Uh, but Kerry uh, Hero, what, what, I, I'm fucking terrible with like Japanese names. Mm-hmm. But the guy's name is Kerry Hiroyuki uh, Tagawa, who played Shang Tsung in the movie Mortal Kombat. Everybody, movie. Shang Tsung tonight. Yes. Okay. But you you've seen that guy, right? He's the Your so. Soul Is Mine guy. Yes. Um, he actually reprised his role as Shang Tsung for this game. Mm-hmm. He was the voice actor and mocap character for him. Um, that dude has been around a while, like, doing stuff. Like, he did a ton, a ton of stuff, uh, back in the day. And he's Japanese-born, uh, American and Russian actor. Alright, that's pretty cool. Crazy. Um, he's all, he was also a martial artist and a stuntman. Nice. Yeah. Um, so the dude's been around, and he was, like, in... He was he was in the game in in a way like not as a character yet, but you have um, you have a story mode your standard like fight mode whether you want to fight against uh, computer or whatever. They have the standard towers. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they're like you fight through like a big tower that has pictures up it, and you fight through the characters one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, they have two different versions of that. They have the classic one, and then they have the towers of time. Mm-hmm. They're fucking terrible. Um, for me, I, I can't stand them. So they have it, every single uh, Tower of Time has some sort of like extra thing that they've thrown into it. So mm-hmm. in this one, you have to avoid missiles that'll freeze you. They'll just apparently just show up while you're fighting. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Fucking annoying. Um, that those ones are fine. The worst one is a laser that shoots across the middle of the screen. So you can duck to avoid it, but it doesn't have any sort of, like, time. Like, it's not timed, like, every, like, eight seconds or ten seconds. It happens when you stand up. It happens when you... It almost always happens when you can't avoid it. So if you're jumping in the air, the laser will appear under you. You have to fall into it. There's nowhere to go. Or you uppercut, and as soon as you press the button to uppercut, the laser shoots across the screen and hits you. Um, I actually was playing that mode, and I quit, and I'm like, no, not doing it. Um, it just, not, yeah. Um, but then they have, uh, you can unlock tons of stuff for all of, the, all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a, a crypt area where it's like a third-person adventure. Where you kind of okay. walk around yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and uh, you know unlock chests for currency that you found within, uh, yeah, the currency that you found within um, playing other modes or wherever. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I do, I do like that. They have um, a lot of like little throwbacks. It's uh, the crypt is Shang Tsung's island, and that's where you see him and mm-hmm. kind of meet him for the first time. Um, so yeah, that was um, that was really cool. The customization's good. Tons of different characters, like new and old, because that's where the timeline uh, is right now. That mm-hmm. you're in the future, but those people from the 
past, like younger versions of themselves, mm-hmm. are coming back to like reset time basically because yeah. things are so fucked up. Um, yeah, so you have young and old Kano and mm. Jackson Briggs and uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion. Scorpion is especially interesting. Yeah. Um, and I really like the the graphical fidelity of the fights. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. This game is looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And I I think I think the thing that I think I needed more information on ten. And I skipped mm. 10 because I played 9, and I was like, you know, Boop. that's fine. Um, and it, it was funny playing the game like I was streaming it, and I was like, I am not good at this game, so just bear with me. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the levels were great. The Pretty much everything on the story was fantastic. Not not a hiccup at all. It's, it's It was like, it was perfect. So... That was really good. Um, but yeah, where where it does kind of fall apart a little bit is like the Tower of Time. They focus a little bit on that and it's not it it's not for me. I don't know who it is for, but it's definitely not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, I've also like I also picked up the mobile app because they're like, hey, you can get some like cool stuff. And the mobile game's not terrible. Um it's kind of like touch, you know, just kind of like touch to attack. Um, and you, the characters you unlock are unlocked like via card. Mm-hmm. And the game looks good. So, you know, that's that's something. But you kind of feel like you're fighting, like I haven't had a challenge yet, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's it, it's good, but nothing, nothing fancy. Um Aside from this, uh, you know, these ones I've picked up and played uh, a little bit of Fallout 76 yesterday just to kind of get back in that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, the game just feels clunky. Yeah. It just... I was talking a little bit about this when we were... I was talking with some people in the stream and everything, and they, they need to... Like update this needs updated. Mm-hmm. The the guns feel slow. Like I, I was like, why can't I swap my weapons like a normal fucking game? Mm-hmm. You have to press up on the directional pad, and then there a wheel pops up where all the different weapons are in there. Yeah, it's like it's it's gross. It's terrible. Yeah, it's um, weird. yeah, it just. I, I don't understand. Uh, I, I don't understand why they, you know, sat down and made this whole game and played it, and like they were like, "Yeah, this is fine." It's like it's it's not fine. It it's it's yeah. far from fine. Yeah. So, um, but it is fun. I do love playing this game with other people, mm-hmm. and it's and and that's fun because the other people like make you make your own fun you right. know like like with like you do with some games like depends on who you play it with and what's going on um i did see some cool stuff um finally saw mothman nice so that was something um, and i found what, what's his name it's it's a it's a newer mythological thing uh like goat something Interesting. Sheep, 
Fucker. Sheep fucker, I think. No, it's uh, it, it is oh, it's me. it's sheep um, sheep squatch. That's its name. Oh, dude, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So that we went on the hunt for sheep squatch yesterday and got our ass handed to us. We finished the mission. Hell yeah. Um, and then there was like, go find this character's or this guy that you're looking for. Go find his, um, like bunker or something. And we went there, and it was just like a house in the middle of nowhere. And as we start messing around with stuff, uh, robots just start pouring in. Like, I'm level uh, 25, and Blonde Bombshell's level 51. I, I had reset my character, because I was playing as uh, Gary from Vault 108, which is a clone. Gary! And I, I decided to switch to my typical Lemmy Killmeister. That's nice. Yeah. No, he looks so good. Let me see if I can find a picture of him so you can so you can see it because it's really funny. Um, but yeah, I uh, so so I'm a little bit behind, and these enemies start pouring in, and it's just it's just too much. Like I can't. It, it's not survivable for me. Mm-hmm. And like I can't even kill. I can kill the iBots and with a lot of shots some protectrons, but I can't kill the. Um, I can't kill like almost anything else, and not to mention there's supposed to be sheep squatch running around, and he's invisible, and you have to set up these electrical like relays that break down break his uh, cloaking device, and then mm-hmm. you can attack him. Okay. I couldn't even do damage to him. I didn't even shoot at him. Damn, so he just straight up fucked your world up, huh? Yeah, no, I, I ended up uh, hiding in a building and shooting out a window. Mm-hmm. And other people came to join in, but it didn't even matter. Like, Damn. level one, like, we had a couple level 150s with us. And, like, we still lost. So that that's, was... That's weird. That was something. Damn, I'm trying to find that. It's showing the, the picture at the bottom, but it's not. There it is. <laughs> picture of what? Uh, the lovely picture. And Macy's character, like, straight in front of it. That's a good shot. It is. Looks like you you're can... about to drop the sickest fucking album. You can make... 7,802. You can make dumb faces, and it's, it's it's fun. This game has a lot of fun to be had. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, aside from this, just still playing a little bit of Division. Nothing, you know, nothing, like, new and crazy really happening with that yet. Um, but still continues to be fun. Um, and then, uh, for the Switch, I picked up a few games last week that I have... Um, that I jumped into. I played Cuphead. I talked about that a little bit. I still continue to... I don't think this is something that I can play on, on the Switch um, with, like, in, like, handheld mode. I just don't think it's... Feasible. Yeah, it just... It feels weird. And I, I, I haven't beat... I haven't beat a level yet. Damn. So... I mean, I did the... I think the tutorial and I got almost through the first level of the like boss fight because mm-hmm. there's running guns and it looks like boss fights. Yeah. And um, I got almost through the, the boss fight, the first one. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think three bosses and then there's a, 
at the end it's like a big carrot that shows up and you have to shoot like up at an angle and it's it's pretty rough um have you been playing with uh switch controllers or pro uh, I've been playing with the Switch controller, and I think the Pro controller is going to be the thing that, that fixes yeah, I heard, the problem. Yeah, I've definitely heard that people have said, don't play in handheld mode, or if you do it, you know, use the uh, Pro controller and just set up the screen. Um, I've heard that the Joy-Cons are just impossible to use in the game. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. So, I don't know, maybe and I'll... Mugman just looks like such a shit eater. Yeah, I haven't even, <laughs> I haven't even checked all that out yet. But I played as you know, just the one character. But right. it it looks like I can fully forgive me not being like me like just being fucking terrible at it. Um yeah. by the game just being so fucking awesome looking. So <clears throat> Um so yeah, like like I said, I haven't really got into this, but um I did get into Katana. Um nice. Katana Zero. And this this game tells it tells a story um like mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting shit going on with this yeah. game and the whole time you're wondering you know like what's happening i'm going i'm going into these places i'm slaughtering all of these people nice. and i'm killing this boss at the end mm-hmm. and then i go home drink tea watch tv fall asleep have a nightmare wake up and go to my uh therapist's office where i think he's the one who's giving you the missions the missions Hmm. and it's you know more things come to light and they just do a lot of things they they do a lot of things right and they do a lot of things well i really really enjoy the end when um like the end of your time with the um therapist He's like, oh, you've been very like cooperative this session, uh, and then he does give you the dossier on who and who to kill. So it's like definitely, you know, it's definitely him. But mm-hmm. at the uh, at the end of most sessions, he's like, well, it's time for your medicine, and yeah, yeah the screen starts to like shake and it makes like this noise when he's injecting you with the shit. Yeah, and then you stand up and you walk off, and you're like, what is he giving me? Yeah. I, I don't even understand, and it, you know, the game just proceeds, and you start to, you know, place it all together, and it's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, if you like a if you like a bit of a chal- like a bit of a challenge, it's mm-hmm. not. I've heard it's relatively difficult. It's 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 a little difficult. Mostly, you can get through it by doing, like. If you just understand the mechanics of the game, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know, like, okay, I should not be attacking here. Mm-hmm. I should be, like, proceeding in. with caution. Yeah. You'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's that's really cool. The hardest part of the whole game was, you know, of course, the the ending. It's just mm-hmm. it It's just so difficult. Um, okay. You have to do so many things and remember mm-hmm. so many like key moves, basically. Okay. Um, because you can uh, slow down time and deflect bullets. You can um, roll, and you have to use all of this stuff to your. And it sounds so simple, but you have to use all yeah, you just of have it to, to your. You have to 
string everything in the entire game all together in a sequence to win. Right. Yeah, not even like it's like just fast. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do it fast. Like I remember at the end of at the end of the game there was um, several times I would have to I would kick open a door and a shotgun would just go off immediately. Yeah. And I would have to deflect the bullets and immediately after deflect roll to avoid more bullets and then attack again to like continue to you know mm-hmm. stop the incoming da- incoming damage yeah. um and even one time dropping from the ceiling and th- throwing uh a knife at an angle to hit a guy deep in the corner that'll shoot you Damn. while killing a guy manning the turret and two other guys with guns. You have to do it like all at one time. Mm-hmm. And it's like shit. It's like it's That's in cool. the span of a second. You have to, and you'll be restarting a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's it's good. It feel it's um, it's satisfying when you when you finish it. Like most of these games are, you know. Hell yeah. So. That's what I've pretty much been playing. Uh, you know, not as much Pokemon Go or Elder Scroll Blades, like, yet. But mm-hmm. um, I haven't really been... I've been obviously playing a lot of games, so I haven't really been out too much. Right, yeah, that's that's uh, sort of what I've been doing as well. Yeah, I mean, I went to a, um, I went to a, a wrestling show. That was cool. Um, yeah, it was... Um, it was it was really good. It was super like laid back. Mm-hmm. Uh, got food. wasn't shoulder to shoulder. Nice. That's so lucky. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. All right. Cool. Um, so uh, with we that, only, uh, we only have one thing for right. games releasing. No, that's not something good. It is. Um, but we've uh, we I feel like we've talked about this like three or four times yeah so i mean we've got plenty of news so we'll just kind of breeze by this um on tuesday the 30th of uh april not may quite yet um final fantasy 12 the zodiac age zodiac 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 age for xbox one and switch is finally coming out this has been available on ps4 and i think pc as well for a while um i'm really excited to get it on switch because this is a long game (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think I'll pick it up again. Yeah, because I think you just played it on what PS3 or PS4 within the last couple of years. In PS2, I, I I beat the shit out of this game. I did yeah. everything but literally get the Zodiac Final. Sphere. Yeah, and that one was I think at the time you had to open every chest in the game except like six. Yeah, it was real dumb. Six specific chests. Yeah, and they <laughs> don't tell you that. It's just like yeah. You just have so, to not get those. You have to have the knowledge going into it. Right. And I played I played this game fully through one time. Like yep. 250 plus hours. That's uh, probably all you need, right? Yeah. And that, you know, back on PS2. And then I picked it up for PS4 thinking, oh man, it would be great to play again. It was fun. I got, um, you know, I, I got in there. Uh, saw the characters again. Like, loved it. Because this is, this, it's one of my probably my favorite final fantasy game mm-hmm. but i mean it's I, I i'm not the kind of person who in the case of final fantasy rests on nostalgia mm-hmm. 
I need it. This the we need something new and progressive. I agree from Final Fantasy and yeah. doing a remake of this and seven and uh, Final Fantasy forty five, even Final Fantasy fucking like fourteen. It's good. It's fun. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not doing it though. Yeah. Yeah. What I do like about it is this is the international version of the game. So I did love that about... The first time I played this game um, on PS2 was not the international version. Mm -hmm. Um, And you really didn't have... You didn't have a lot of, like, selection. So we were looking here on the live stream at um, the license board. And Mm -hmm. you can select what kind of role you really want to go into. Yeah. And you couldn't select that before. You had your license board, and you kind of just select what you want off of the license board. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can really sit down and pick your optimal, like, play style for your character. Like, how do you want to play um, Bosch? Like, you want him yeah. to be a, a knight and um, a mechanist or a battle mage? Or, like, a foe breaker? You can go whichever direction you want. And it's, it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. So that was something I was super interested in. For the, it's probably one of the first times in ten years I broke out like a notebook and I started writing down. Yeah. Like I want. To like want, build a good strategy. Yeah, I want Bosch to be this and this, and I want Long mm-hmm. to be this and this. So, yeah, great game though. I do recommend people get that version if they only played the PS2 version. Mm-hmm. Get one of the updated versions. To get get it on the Switch. Shit. Take it with you. Forever. <laughs> so that's a good that's a that's a good call out for sure. I wish there was All more right. this week though. Yeah, there's uh I mean there, it's very possible that we missed something and it's, it's my uh go to is to forget about shit I'm excited for. Um sure. I, I went and kinda tried to comb through Steam and everything too, so I didn't really see a lot else uh going on. I know um Basically, uh, sort of mid-May, um, we're looking at a lot more mid and late May, and then of course we're going into uh, E3 territory. So yeah, um, um, and that's one thing I do want to touch on. I'm not sure how E3 is going to go down this year, mm-hmm. but we'll figure we'll figure it out. Like I really want to get um, I really want to get some of the main things done, and I think mm-hmm. we can do that like after work kind of. Right. So. Um, yeah. that, that that should be fine. It won't be as as extensive as previous years, but we'll be following up over on um, over on facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. We'll be able to share all the stuff that you need to know, and you can also go over there right now, hit that uh, um, hit that like button, and chat with us on the daily as well. Follow us yeah. on Twitter at uh, Mammoth Games Inc. Where again, I'm still continuing to be a a little more active cool. so that's fun um so yeah let's go ahead and hop into uh the weekly news i feel like we don't have a ton but i feel like we're gonna get off on a tangent somewhere yeah and I, I, some of the stuff too i think is leaves good spots for additional um ideas so we'll start with uh the a uh, little bit of the uh, anthem roadmap basically the 1.1 1. 1, uh version patch released uh, I believe is a couple days ago now um, it has 
uh, like Anthem's definitely had a lot of issues uh, that they've been trying to go back and readdress and fix. Um, so the important shit to get out of this uh, is basically that they said, you know what, we're going to delay some of what we had on the roadmap before because just the core of the game is not where we said it was going to be. Right. Um, so basically the 1.1 1. 1, uh, did a lot of quality of life changes. Um, specifically, um, after you complete a mission, you can launch right into another mission now. Yeah, that's important. You don't have to go back to um, you the used forge to have to anything. go back to probably the forge to go through all your shit, right? Mm -hmm. Then yeah, you go have back to, to go forge. back to Fort Tarsus. Then mm -hmm. in Fort Tarsus, you have to go to the menu, uh, the uh, the mission menu system, and then from there it launches you out into the world. And then when you're done, you have to go back to the forge. Then you have to go back to the blah 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 blah. So, you know, now you can you can kind of go on a run of like if you're grinding or if you're you know whatever you're doing, you can run through like five, six, seven missions in a row, go dump all your shit when you're done with it, and launch right back out there and get ready to go. Right. So... One of um, the other big things that they picked up was um, you can access, like, contracts without, like, actually physically going to the location of them in right. Fort Tarsus, and you can, you know, you can get, you can get them that way. Um, and also, um, you can now access the forge while you're out on missions. Yeah. That's huge. That's super fucking important because yeah. you know how annoying that is? It's like I picked up a gun. I don't know what this is. You're holding yep. the same fucking type right in your hand. I'm pretty yep. sure you can figure out that that's a gun. Yeah. Like. Yeah, so um, that's huge. Um, however, they said uh, like in this Game Informer article and also on the, uh, what, the Reddit link or uh, the subreddit. Yeah, um, I'm checking now. They've said um, basically they are going to delay some more uh, endgame content uh, in kind of an effort to fix what's there now. Well, um, not even just in-game content, just regular content that I feel like that should be there from the get-go, like guilds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's super fucking useful. Yeah. Especially like, when we're talking about like just the fucking core idea of the game. Freelancers. Yeah. You know what freelancers do? They make fucking guilds. Yeah. Freelancers are literally a guild of people <laughs> right. that so, are doing something. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so they said, um, uh, specifically, this is head of live services, uh, Chad Robertson, and lead producer Ben Irving. They mm -hmm. said, while we have delivered many of the Act 1 features on time, we are not going to be able to hit all of our goals on our Act 1 calendar. We've been prioritizing things like bug fixes, stability, and game flow over new features of Act 1. We set, aside, we set aside time for this work, but the reality is there's more things to fix and improve than we planned for. While this is the best thing to do for the game, it means some items on the calendar will be delayed. So things that are delayed include uh, a couple extra free play events, the second phase of Legendary Missions, guilds, weekly stronghold challenges, leaderboards, mastery system, and the cataclysms, which are expansion-style content that are meant to come out every once in a while. Um, yeah. So they said... I mean, they went ahead and said, like, when we have more information on these things, we'll release it. So, like, they don't even know. Like, they didn't say, hey, we're going to push this back two weeks. They said, we don't know when this is going to come out. Yeah, that's not great. <clears throat> I mean, on, on the, I guess, on the plus side, you we did get that sunken cell stronghold. Yeah. Um, yeah, the second, like, stronghold event. So, the second stronghold event is out, but I have heard from people who are, you know, continuing to play the game, that it was like, okay, that's that's fun. 
Well, I guess we'll go back to that very first uh, stronghold that you get because it's easier to get loot and it's the same loot. Um, I heard on the live stream that they went to go play the sunken cell and at the end of it they opened the master chest and it was all just purples. There wasn't yeah. even anything like legendary in there. Yeah. And it's like that should be a wake up call. Like there's nothing good in there for you even when you're playing it live to show the game off to people. Yeah. Like the the, the chance should be decent to at least get one thing that's good. Mm-hmm. And 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 you and you got nothing. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, they're they've, been, they've just had a hell of a time. I mean, again, this is a this is an issue of you know we can talk about EA for a hundred years, and I think that we have you know, the <laughs> the question is going to come up. I think we'll see maybe some what we can expect to the studio in the future, uh, not studio the publisher when we see this uh, Star Wars game, the Jedi, come out. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, they took a a company. That not it's not to say that Bioware was known for single player content. That's yeah. literally all they did. That's all they did though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's single player story. I mean, nobody's out here playing the original Baldur's Gate because the mechanics are just so good. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, that's like shit you're here for the story. Time. And it, that shit stopped working a long time ago. That's why those games don't really exist anymore. Uh the, the ones that do are they run off nostalgia, you know? Yeah. And uh I just why would you take Okay, we have a studio that rocks at single player and storytelling. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a fucking multiplayer game with no story in it. Well, that's where just m- like money comes in. It's not like they they firmly believe that there's n- there's less money to be made. Well, they're, I mean, they're single they're, player. You know, we can say for sure they're correct. They are. Like, there is less money to be made, but why You're would you assume? Uh, I mean, like if you have a guy that makes shoes yeah and he's made shoes for 20 years and then you hire him to make shoes at your factory and then you say you know what dude make rain we make more we make more <laughs> money on raincoats so we want you to make raincoats he doesn't know how to fucking make raincoats so are you really going to make more money having bioware make multiplayer games if the games that they make suck well they're, it's just ultimately it's just gonna tarnish the name which is i mean not only that at. but like did Anthem make more money as it is now than it would have made if it was a single player game? I would argue no. Anthem had a lot of goodwill. Well, what which I is lo- shocking. What I look at is like in the switch of making it um, like making multiplayer games from single player games, did Anthem do better than their previous single player titles? And mm-hmm. that is has to be an overwhelming no. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just I, I want to say that this is like they're gonna be like, oh yeah, but ultimately they're not. We're gonna have to see some sort of fucking devastation for mm-hmm. EA. Well, even for Bioware, like we'd have to see that devastation for Bioware to just be Class. destroyed. I yeah, mean, they, they, they have to be destroyed to get away from EA yeah. so they can continue to work as they had in the past. Yeah, it, it just, 
it, I mean, we we also have. I mean, I mean, I've got a fucking news story for everything. I can reference anything at any time now. The news is just becoming that powerful. But <laughs> we have a sort of a reference to that. My fear is that, which I mean, we've talked about this in the past too. This has already happened. What already happened is they uh, EA mm-hmm. and the people who were put in charge of managing Bioware behaved in such a way that drove off the majority of Bioware's long-term built-in talent. Right? Yeah, right. Now, you know, we can debate about different people in specific. I mean, like, Mark Dara, who's still at Bioware, who was listed in the, what, that uh, Kotaku piece, on uh, you know, that fucking 30-page, like, novel that was written about what was going on at Bioware by uh, Jason Schreier. Right. Um, the Bible. Saved- as it's yeah, been called. I mean, yeah, you know, Mark Dara saved Dragon Age Inquisition, from what we've heard. He did a, a really good job on that, and him with some of the other long-term, you know, the few long-term Bioware employees that were still left, managed to make the game of the year, right, in 2014. Um, and then he, they took him off the Dragon Age 4 team to save Anthem. And they said, you know, they took this guy who a year before had said, I am not working on Anthem, please don't ask me questions about it, to I am in charge of Anthem. You know what I mean? Like, there are still some incredibly talented people at Bioware. I'm not trying to shit on anybody, which is what EA and Bioware thought that article was doing for some dumbass reason. So like, if anything, that article talks about how good some of their employees are, right? Uh, That's just like my opinion, man. So (laughs) the thing that fucks me up is that They've essentially chased off all this good long-term talent. The people that are left are, um, you know, they're, they, they still have some good talent, but these people are not going to stick around forever and be shadowed. And I, what I would have wanted, which is too late for already, uh, is I would have wanted to see the team at Bioware make a Bioware game at Bioware level. But that's just not going to happen now. Like... What's going to happen is similar to what happened to, um, you know, the Bioshock Infinite team or, you know, this has happened with several other games in the past, that the people are going to splinter off and they'll end up in different places and they'll make other cool stuff in the future. But that team that made some of my favorite shit just doesn't exist anymore. You know? Yeah. It, it, yeah, it doesn't. And, yeah. Unfortunately, you end up with, like, so it's it, this reminds me I haven't seen it yet and I really want to um, the new Hellboy so like Guillermo del Toro Doug Jones and Ron Perlman were on board to make Hellboy 3 for yeah. Universal and uh, sorry Legendary whoever and they worked on one version of it that got canned they worked on a second version of it that got canned and I still want to see the Hellboy that was made. But it's different directors, different writers, different actors. And it can still be good. I've heard that it's not great, but, you know, that's fine. Like, it, you know, that shit's in the eye of the beholder, especially when you start getting the weird, like, niche shit. Like, I, I know people that will die hard defend the DC movies that are out, and I think they're just pure shit, right? Like, uh, you could not pay me to watch Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Uh, I, I have zero interest in seeing Justice League, but you know, it, it's not. It wasn't built for me, so it's not going to appeal. So that's fine. Right. I'm, you, I'm, I really want to check out the new Hellboy. It sounds cool. I own all the Hellboy comics. 
Like, I'm a fan. But I wish my dream team could have done it. Because they did it already. And I know I like it. <laughs> so I don't have to question whether I'm going to like the next thing they do. You know? Right. But now I do. Am I going to like this one with David Harbour and this different director and these different writers that are doing a different thing with a different story and it's not related to the other two? I don't know. Yeah, I've heard some very rough stories. things yeah yeah and most of it you know revolves around no Guillermo no 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 yeah like that's that's what I keep hearing basically um so I guess <laughs> I guess that was that was the tangent that we were like looking for I've got more in me if you if you ask it of me my lord <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see uh, when some of these systems, like guilds, cataclysms, you know, yeah. stuff like that, will actually be uh, like. How hard is it to do a weekly stronghold challenge? I mean, what, what it, it's like, you know, kill it, five troll locks. I mean, it seems pretty fucking easy to type in to me, but yeah, yeah, de defeat you know five stronghold bosses, dick noses in a week. Like, it's not, like, crazy. Seems easy. <laughs> they already have the challenge system in play. It's right, right, because there. That's, I've already been doing weekly challenges and shit. Exactly. So yeah. why can't you just say, okay, do this stronghold? There you go. Good question. It just seems like something easy that they could check off the old bucket list. Mm. But who am I? I'm just sitting over here with my dick in my hand. Well been there. <laughs> All right. So up next is just, like, a little article that I came across just talking mm -hmm. about uh, PlayStation Now and how it's changed uh, yeah. in comparison to where it started. Um, <coughs> and it has changed definitely for the better. If, if, if you guys recall, um, first announced back in 2014, uh, it did not do well. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, when it originally um, came out, it grew out of Sony's acquisition of the cloud gaming tech company, uh, Galki. Galkai? Yeah, Genkai, Galkai. Yeah, something, something like that. Um, and that was back in 2012. And they worked their way through. The way that it ended up going was um, it was basically like a rental site. So it was kind of like... It, it's interesting the way that we see these things progress from uh, rental to streaming. It's almost... We always almost see it go that way. Um, like Netflix was rental to streaming. Like, yeah. it's very same thing. So um, people... In the when it originally came out, um, you know, people could rent games. They could buy them for four hours, seven days, thirty days, or ninety days. Um, very weird. Very weird. Very weird time frames. Um, but that wasn't even the problem. That was part of the problem. But the biggest problem is was like latency issue issues on the titles. They could you couldn't if you had a poor internet connection, you're not even going to be able to use this. And Pete, you right. know, that's not something that they go out and tell people like hey if you're you have shitty internet don't do this they're like please give us your money right. um but yeah ultimately it didn't make sense when you could get a game like guacamelee for 15 dollars, but then you could also get it on playstation now for 90 days for 15 dollars. it's like that doesn't right. work Okay, I can just have this forever for like a dollar more than it's, 30 it's days or whatever. Yeah, The same price. Right. Like, it, 
it just didn't make sense. So in 2016, they kind of ditched that, adding PS4 games in uh, in 2017. And, um, and then uh, last September, finally made uh, select PS4 games downloadable, uh, similar to how like PlayStation Plus works. Mm-hmm. So they already had that in play, and it you know, all made sense. So you know, they have pushed forward into... Uh, I, w- I don't want to say it's anything like the Game Pass, but it's, it's moving in that direction. If they could change a few more things about it, uh, like including some of those first-party exclusives and maybe even wrapping it in as an option with mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus. Um, I mean, they already have good games on there. Like, you can go play Prey and, you know, Bloodborne on there right now. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of this came out um, of the 2018 earnings call for Sony. Um, mm-hmm. About how numbers have grown since the changes from... 2014 to like 20 like 16 um and even more so so i mean you can go pick up playstation now 20 bucks a month 100 dollars a year if you want to sign up for that long um and i i mean you do get some i mean if you don't know what to play if you're that kind of person you're just like i just want to play something i don't know what it is Mm -hmm. but i do want to play something i mean this could be you know, this could be for you if you're not bothered by playing the newest thing all the time. Sure, this makes sense. Um, but it it also, you know, it still has a lot. They still have a ton of work to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see in the next uh, in the next year where PlayStation now goes because we know where. Uh, like Xbox is going with Game Pass, yeah. They're, they're they've been very uh, like transparent about what they're doing with it. So, yeah, I, I guess um, you know, I guess we'll see on on this, and I mean, you can go check it out now if if you'd like. But I feel like we're gonna get probably another price drop mm-hmm. and more. So we'll see. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Next one's all you. All right. Um, so I'm extremely excited for this. Uh, so I believe everybody knows I've been a big fan of uh, Planet Coaster. Obviously, I like a lot of like sim and like city building style games because it's all I talk about. Um, and uh, the guys that created uh, Planet Coaster uh, Frontier Developments, which of mm-hmm. course they worked on the original like uh, roller coaster tycoons. Um, they also worked on some of the original zoo tycoons. And they're going to go ahead at the end of this year and knock out Planet Zoo. Um, this looks really good. The thing that really like gets me on this is um, just some of the, uh, the, the the animations on the animals is amazing. Um, it looks like they may have updated uh, like the the pathways, the building parts, the um, you know walls, plants, desks. Uh, sorry, not desks, I mean by that, benches and things like that. That seems pretty similar to what is in Planet Coaster. Doesn't seem like a big change. Um, what does seem like a big change is some of their finer detail on animations. And uh, there's a little bit of texture improvement on some of the natural uh, elements, which obviously you would want for, you know, a game about animals. Animals. Yeah. So um, I-, I think it looks amazing. 
I'm really excited uh, to, to kind of dive in a little more. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think I'm gonna miss out on another, you know, in an, on another game like this. Uh, I did yeah. miss out on Two Point Hospital. I ended up playing it when it was in its free. Uh, they did like a free weekend, a free weekend weeks, or something yeah. a little bit ago, and dude, it was so fun. Yeah, like, and it's like it's a little bit more like um, the the planet games are a little bit more um, serious, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're a little more complicated. I actually say a lot more complicated, um, but they they really do a job of like investing the like you can play these games at a very simple level and still have a lot of fun yeah like you don't have to play at this extreme like genius level brain fucking anno 2078 or whatever (laughs) so um you know in that regard um i definitely would recommend uh, like planet coaster is super super complex but i think planet zoo is going to be a little more um, digestible just because it's like I think more people got into the Zoo Tycoon games. Because you pretty much just, you build a really good exhibit once and you leave it there. Right? Yeah, we're looking at the Planet Coaster review right now. Uh, as I saw, it was just kind of sitting down there. And it seems more complicated. Um, yeah. The new game looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, like upgraded. It's going to have that, like, it already looks like it feels better. In the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, um, but uh, this looks fun too. Um, <coughs> Planet Coaster is really good too, and you can get it a lot cheaper now. They've they supported it basically with a lot of um, add-ons. Yeah. So that's the typical way to do it now. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks good, but I think the new one is going the zoo is mm-hmm. going to be really cool. Like coasters are definitely fun, but that's one of the things that I dislike <coughs> about it is. I always want to build a custom coaster, mm. and then I hate myself when I build it. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's going to take you, like, fucking 100 years to make it perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's always, like, it always ends up stretched out and looking kind of weird, and there's, like, these, uh, like, poles for support that are going every fucking where. Like, yep. they have no, like... Um, and then when I'm done, people end up puking anyway. So yeah, it turns out that that shit's super complicated. <laughs> yeah, as it turns out, making a roller coaster is pretty fucking complicated. <coughs> right. It's a uh, not. I'm not the person to do this. So. Yeah. But yeah, that looks uh, that looks super cool. I can't wait to uh, uh, <coughs> see more about it, and I hope they do like a small like early access. Like it seemed like they do that often. Yeah, they did that with uh, Planet Coaster for sure. They did Alpha and Beta. Um, so I was I was in as early as the Alpha because I was a big fan of those games. Yeah. So as soon as we hear, we'll like let you guys know as well, so you yep. can jump in if you'd like to uh, play along with us. I guess. For sure. Cool. So let's get into that Persona Five uh, information we were talking about a little bit ago. Yeah. So um, as of right now, it's still a little cagey. Uh, I guess what exactly. Um, Atlas is going for uh, but uh, Persona 5 The Royal was teased in the past mm-hmm. um, we knew there was going to be like basically an upgraded uh, complete version of the game um, in uh, we, basically they just finally shared a little bit of details on it um, so basically it's going to add new features to the game so there's going to be a new 
ally, uh, Kasumi Yoshizawa. Um, there's gonna be a new confidant, which is like a sort of like a in-world ally, but not like you know you don't take them on missions. They're not like a party member. That's mm-hmm. um, Takuto Maruki, who works at Shujin Academy as a counselor. So basically, your fucking guidance counselor is going to be an ally. Okay. Um, and there's a, a new location in the game you can go that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, uh, Kish Jori? Yeah, I have no idea. Sure. Kishi Joji. Um, oh, but anyways, uh, this basically this this new section of the game is going to take place in like your third uh, kind of third section of your school uh, year. So th- this game, I, I I was saying earlier. Yes, I want to get into I want to get into this and mm-hmm. um, check it out. Wait here. But my favorite <laughs> fucking thing about it is, and it's my favorite thing about the game, and it has nothing to do with the game. Yeah. I have no idea about what's going on. I have no idea about any oh, of yeah, these characters. Yeah, yeah. That's that I is have, integral to Persona. <laughs> I have no idea about like what even the story is that's happening to these characters. They're going to school, and when we're, like, talking about going to school, I'm instantly back at, like, okay, so I'm going to be playing Bully. I'm going to be playing the Japanese version of Bully. Absolutely. Fantastic. If they would have just um, said, this is the Japanese version of Bully, you know how many people would have bought it? uh, Every Rockstar fan. Every Rockstar fan would have bought it, because they've been fucking clamoring for Bully for the last (laughs) 3,000 years. Pretty much. Um... Yeah, so um, there's a little bit more in-depth of a trailer that's sort of repitching the game and then also showing some of the new content, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Japanese version of the Royal, um, they also show a new uh, dating location, which is an aquarium. That's good. Ooh. Trying to get fucking fucked down in Fishtown, am I right? Uh, there's going to be a bar where you can play darts and pool. I know we've all been waiting for that. Fucking pocket. Um so Polygon also reports that uh, you can do selfies in the in-game texting system. That's pretty woke. Um, <laughs> there's don't, two new storylines coming. I'm definitely going to be sending pictures of my dick. And uh, there's also going to be new enemies introduced in the game. Um, it's coming out in Japan on October 31st. Nice. Um, All right. In basically the rest of the world, uh, we're expecting probably early to mid-2020. Five. Uh 2029 um and currently they're only teasing it for ps4 but people are real i mean obviously nintendo's interested so people are really thinking this is going to pop up on switch as well yeah we should that might be why there's (laughs) such a large delay because i mean the the only stuff you have to retranslate which this game has a ton of text don't get me wrong yeah but you only have to retranslate the new expansion stuff so it's not like you have to do a full translation of a game, which can take six, seven, eight months. Yeah, right? yeah. So it, it should be a lot quicker. And it, it, there's not a major reason why it should take so long. So that people are thinking maybe that's because they're giving themselves time for the Switch version. Maybe. Yeah. That, that so, would be smart to, you know, get that out there. <laughs> um, I mean, the Switch is a huge market. Mm-hmm. It like I'm so stoked that like we have been saying it for so long like put stuff on the switch yeah and then like here we are you know yeah so that's cool I keep seeing this guy uh, in in the trailer that we were watching here that has like um, checkered pants 
No, not checkered, like plaid pants. Yes. And uh, I just, I, I, I see outfits in games like this. And I'm like, I wonder what that would look like on a real fucking human. It would look bad. It looked terrible. <laughs> I kind, I kind of want to do it. Like it would be really good to go to like a con, yeah. fully dressed as one of these assholes, and they'd be like, "Who's this dickhead?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and for, yeah, for people that have been playing a lot, and um, so the in the past they've done kind of upgraded versions like this, and it will be compatible with your save. Current save. Yeah. Um, so they haven't they haven't said that that's true yet. But that's the that's a belief. So, People are wondering if there's an upgrade version, so they don't have to get rid of their original disc or their original download or whatever. Right, right. That um, would be. There's no answer on that. Yeah, that'd be. I don't know. Maybe it would um, be smart. They'll make more money the other way. Yeah, just make people buy it. Um, yeah, still not on. Uh, still not on PC, from what we know. Uh, still not on Switch, from what they've said. So, it's interesting. Yeah. That's that's something. I mean, people are super into it, so it makes sense to keep going this route. And if the game is good and I, like I enjoy it, I mean, that's that's something because I didn't enjoy previous versions of Persona. So they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. All right, back There's to Bioware for sure. So um, this is kind of kind of funny to me kind of funny tm um so i've actually been talking about uh i don't I'm actually not pronounce this in the last name but i always say allen like new allens sure so i think that's funny uh james allen or james olin i don't know he's canadian so who knows how to pronounce that shit um oh if he's canadian it's allen right uh, nolan i have no idea so um oh, he man. retired uh so he retired from bioware um this says last year, but I think it was a little while before that. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, uh, he was—he had been the lead designer of uh, Knights Old Republic and Baldur's Gate, and he went on to be a creative director for uh, Dragon Age, I believe, maybe one and two. Um, but uh, I mean, a really long-term, like, storied career at Bioware. Um, he left, and since then, he has been doing some smaller scale stuff um like primarily he made a couple really popular supplements for dungeons and dragons um so they have a a whole campaign setting and a built-in like massive campaign for dragon age coming out that's sort of set in uh i believe it's called rise of the dragon lords it's set in like a sort of greek inspired world which is really cool Mm -hmm. um and they've also made like a uh, heroes of Baldur's gate which kind of shows like some stuff from the original Baldur's Gate games and um, you know some characters that you can bring into your world and also some ways that you know some additional player options and stuff uh, around that setting which is really cool uh, a lot of that stuff released on DM's Guild which is extremely cool um, so it turns out uh, he had been kind of resisting coming back to the uh, the industry so you know he had said uh I had pretty well turned down most opportunities for interviews to get back into the industry, but I talked to Wizards of the Coast president Chris Cox, hell yeah, mm-hmm. and he gave me a scenario that was very intriguing and is- interesting. So I flew up to Seattle and sat down with Wizards of the Coast for six hours of interviews. 
it was like a scene out of The Godfather where it was an offer that was too good to refuse. It sounds like um, they kept him in a room so long and he just finally had to say... Yeah, he had Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, he's like, well, um, now I agree with him. So it turns out that the offer was that he's going to run a new mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast development studio based in Austin, Texas, where he's already living. Um, mm-hmm. Even though he has a, a long history, you know, with uh, Dungeons & Dragons property, they're going to create an original IP. So this is going to be Bioware's first new IP in a little while. Um, Wait, I, Bioware's? Or, sorry, um... Wizards, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, yeah. Bioware's got all kinds of new IPs that nobody wants to play. And this is in the video Digital. game industry. Yes, yes. Um, so he said, uh, he went where on to say, it, James Allen said... Where did he go on to say that? Uh, it says it lower down. Uh, he oh, says, okay. I think it's more personal than the projects I was working on in the latter half of my career at Bioware and EA. The projects in the early days of Bioware were very personal to me. Dungeons & Dragons has been a huge part of my life since I was eight years old. The Baldur's Gate games were very personal to me, and Star Wars is another thing that I really love. Uh, This is just an opportunity to work on projects as personal to me as the good old days. In that time, the work wasn't for me at all. Uh, I didn't think of the work I was doing then to be anything other than a labor of love. It was the most fun. I preferred working on one of my games than going on vacation. Is a little bit of a workaholic because I loved it, and Wizards is giving me an opportunity to return to those personal projects again. Hell yeah! Um, this is really cool. Uh, he's he said he's been reaching out to his uh, friends, peers, and mentors, such as the Bioware founders uh, Ray Musica and Greg Zeshik, um, just to kind of like studio leadership and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. As for the long term, uh, so he's just talking about culture and stuff that he wants to do that way. Obviously, they know what their first project is uh, that they can't share. But he said for long term vision, he said he's pretty sure Wizards of the Coast wants it to be a triple A developer in the future. But as if there's no set goal for how big the studio will get or a timeline for how we'll get there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, Alan Studios, uh, its original IP is it takes with its other brands. Essentially, when the company's expertise is in pen and paper and traditional card games, they can bring that to bear on anything this studio creates. Brand expansions, tie-ins are not a foregone conclusion. Our first step is to build a franchise that will endure, like Magic and D&D, and we'll figure out the right platforms for that world to express itself over years to come. Uh, this is the president of uh, Wizards of the Coast talking. We think our strength is in creating fun, detailed worlds that players in our community want to immerse themselves in. Obviously, we have a rich lineage in tabletop and trading cards, but what our focus is on developing a world that people will care about and then figuring out which platforms to let people connect with it in the best way possible for them. Yeah, it's it, th- th- this is um, really important if they're going down that mm. that route. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and having someone from literally the best time in Bioware's history... Yeah. I mean, is, kind of led their history, right? Yeah. Um, if he's reaching out to some of these people that are, you know, if, if he can pull in some of these people that, you know, not everyone, if he can pull mm-hmm. in some of the talent that worked on some of the titles, um, I mean, he obviously knows right away looking at stuff. He's like, you know, who'd be really good at this. Right. And that, that has to be his first, his first thought. And then my first thought is how do we get on board with this? For sure. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, I mean, I know some people in particular that have worked with him. Like he's gotten a lot of people to do some supplements. It's like it's a little, you know, I like editing or a single 
character or a single class or something in um, the tabletop stuff they've been working on through uh, you know Dungeons and Dragons content. Yeah. So there's some uh, there's some big names on that list already. Like David Gator specifically comes to mind. So yeah, yeah. Potentially we can get some really really good shit out of this. Definitely. I'm excited for that for sure. Yeah, yeah. This is. Um... It looks like on our list of things that we're talking about, this, for me, tops all of it for being the most exciting thing that we'll probably talk about this week. Yeah, I mean, um, um, you know, Wizards has been involved with, you know, digital games for a long time, but they've never really been the ones putting their fingers directly on it. And, and they're just straight up like, this is an internal studio. And it's never been quality. It's always fell short. Well, I don't know. It's it's a mix. I mean, like the we had the Baldur's Gate games that were really good. There was a Forgotten Realms fighting game that was interesting. We had the console Baldur's Gate games that were different. Right, um, but I what I'm getting at is like it was good. The, like those were good for you know not their like time, but they're not. Yeah, they they're not like they're not reaching that mass audience that you, that yeah that I feel like they would really want to reach. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so, uh, even if you look at like uh, they're. I would compare their games efforts to being really similar to like Games Workshop, which is, hey, if you want to make a Dungeons and Dragons game, if you have a game that you're working on and you want to make it Dungeons and Dragons, just basically just let us know, and, and we'll probably just give us twenty percent, we'll let you do it. Right. 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 So. That's cool. Yeah, it looks like some, some, good stuff coming out of, uh, coming out of what has transpired from Bioware. Right. That's something. All right, so speaking of big dicks in the industry, uh, it looks like uh, next month we're going to start to get some more news about uh, Death Stranding, which we've kind of got a little bit of news. Um, I won't say, like, news. They've been in the news. Uh, mm-hmm. Kojima and uh, Norman Reedus yeah. uh, more recently but um, yeah apparently they're doing some uh, discuss the theme of connection and death stranding at the Tribeca Film Festival mm-hmm. is what they're looking to do but more recently I was I was reading a little bit about what they plan on doing with um, Death Stranding, and I heard that it was more about your character is kind of trying to piece together the past, mm-hmm. and there's bits and pieces that are coming forward about what what's happening. So it's really about uh, connecting with your character and trying to get that character to connect with things that have broke from the reality. Mm-hmm. So that's why everything looks the way it does. Yeah. And there's all this, like... I can only describe it after, like, hearing it and seeing the, you know, the little bit that I have as, like, the disconnect. Like, the, the character is just... Everything has been disconnected, so it's like, let's reconnect it. Um... So, yeah, even right here, in both of the gameplay and story, connection will be the key. Everyone will be connected. Kojima is very enthusiastic about it. Oh, yeah. He can't say much more because Sony will get mad. 
<laughs> I don't. And then his quote, I don't want to be disconnected from Sony. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. That's good. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're you know looking to get, I guess, a little bit more at Tribeca. Uh, we probably won't hear too much from him at E3 since he doesn't want to be disconnected from Sony and Sony's not going to be at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I guess I didn't expect to be saying this last year, but we'll hear more about it at Tribeca Film Festival. So weird. What the fuck is happening right now? My dude just loves movies. He he loves movies, and that's cool. But, like, man, we had this thing where people could go mm-hmm. and enjoy and talk about games, and everyone went. And man, people just stopped going, it looks like. Yep. Fuck. That's a bummer. All right, speaking of bummers. All right, so (laughs) I hope you didn't enjoy Kingdom Hearts 3 because there's more. (laughs) Um, So uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 premium DLC called Remind is coming soon. Um, It was uh, announced at a Kingdom Hearts orchestra performance, which is really cool because they seem to have dropped a ton of shit at those orchestra performances. I've been to... Oh, not a King... I wouldn't do a Final Fantasy one. My bad. Yeah, I mean, the Final Fantasy ones were revealing all kinds of shit, too. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, They're really good. I recommend going if you ever have a chance. Yeah, so the the DLC has uh, additional scenario and will also feature a secret episode, a secret boss, and limited episodes and bosses. Um, It includes an English language option for Kingdom Hearts 3's Japanese version. Um, Obviously, it'll have Japanese still in the American version. Um, the series director announced the DLC at the end of the concert. A launch date and pricing were not mentioned. Uh, there's also going to be a new Keyblade and a new, uh, you know, the, the Keyblade trans- transformation option or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are saying this is basically like it sounds like it's the final mix version, um, adding the extra extra episodes, which I don't know, is things to do, areas. What is an episode? I have no idea now. Um, and the, the secret bosses and shit. So. Uh, series director announced that the DLC at the uh, at the end of the concert and the date and the pricings were not mentioned. Right. Uh, separately, so, the Keyblade and new form will be obviously. <coughs> so that's kind of fucked up a little bit. Extremely. Like the. I mean, that said, they did add the uh, critical mode difficulty setting and a couple other improvements, but like uh, Kingdom Hearts is not a game that I'm going to play more than once. So, I, like, I am not going to go back and buy this DLC and play it. Like, if they didn't give exactly. it to me in the beginning, I'm, I'm not playing it. Yeah. Especially because the game is just not long enough to... It's not like Witcher 3 that's, like, 80 hours, right? It's... what I played through the game in maybe 12 or 15. I won't lie. I didn't finish it. I got, I got, I got bored. It's, it's... I mean, the ending of the game is really, really good. But I, I couldn't even get so there. It's so tough to get there. Yeah. There's like I, I guess that's two, something there's I like to... three. Um, I would say only like three of the worlds are good, other than the other. Yeah. Um, the Toy Story world's amazing. I like that. That was fun. Um, I'd have to look up the rest. <laughs> I, the I, the I, game I was... just does not have enough. It, it came out really weak, I think. I got, I got to. It, it suffers from. Like. <sighs> Okay, so Monsters, Inc. was okay. Mm. Um, I agree. 
Toy Story was good. I, I really liked that. The Toy Story, um, I think, was the, probably the strongest map in the game. Tangled was okay. It wasn't amazing or anything, mm. but it was okay. Um, but I got to fro- I got to Frozen, mm-hmm. and Frozen Frozen's really weak. Was boring to me, yeah. and then I knew that I was going into um, next. I was pretty much going to the Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and I don't know how that was, but it was like it was kind of going from weak thing to weak thing a little yeah. bit. I mean, I, okay, I just looked at all the maps other than the end. I mean, really, the, the best one's Toy Story. And the others are all relatively weak, in my opinion. Olympus um, was okay. There's a lot of okay ones. Yeah. Olympus was cool when you get to the boss. I mean, a lot. that's true of a lot of these. Like, the boss fights are cool. Um, and it's... In the meantime, you're walking around, and it's like, fucking weird shit going on. There's, like, really like kind of painful to watch cutscenes. Yeah. Very painful it's, to watch. It's cut weird. Scenes. It's it's They weren't this painful before, were they? They probably were. But I mean games were different back then. I mean everything was bad. That's true. You'd have like a twenty minute cutscene in fucking Shadow of the Colossus of like looking at a mountain. Yeah. You know, it's like fucking extended edition Lord of the Rings over here. Yeah. So So um if if you needed a little bit more fuel to be pissed off at right. uh Square and um, Kingdom Hearts. This this is it. Hey, you know all of that extra stuff? Well, now you can buy it and you buy, rebuy the game. Well, you see, there's a couple issues here is that if this is basically like a Final Mix version, they should have released it later once the original game had some time to percolate. Because yeah. um, it's just too soon. I mean, this came out, and, what, the end of uh, January 25th or something? And they're not releasing this as straight DLC, right? Uh... No, yeah, this is just premium DLC. Oh, okay. Paid, and paid for DLC. Paid for DLC, and then they're doing the final mix. Well, I, we don't That'll know. That'll have this, everything. This seems to be the final, what will make the game into a final mix version. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess I guess I misunderstood. But they haven't they haven't said there's going to be another box copy or anything. But typically, okay. the final mix version would come out a year later. So you had some time to sit and think and move on, right? I guess, yeah. Forget some of the minor stuff that happened. Um... And the final mix typically would have, you know, new weapons, new maps, new enemies, secret bosses, secret endings. I kind of hate that, though. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't love it. Like, like I, I hate that so much. Like, and that's I would why rather I, the game I just res- come out a year later. That's why, exactly. That's why I respect something like, uh, um, oh, damn it, what was that Switch game? That had, like, all of the characters. They were just like, it's done. Like, yeah, this no, is everything. There is no more. We most likely will not make a version 1.1. Oh, Octopath Traveler. Yeah. 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 It's like... No deal. That, that game is fantastic, and that's why it was up there for last year's Game of the Year for me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no bullshit. And I imagine, like, we're, you know, we'll have Cyberpunk coming up. Uh, at, you know, we'll, at, we'll get that at some point here in the future. And it's going to be kind of a similar story. There's going to be, like, DLC. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think it's going to be, like, secret bosses. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, and it just, it, it feels weird. And Kingdom Hearts done, done us dirty. Yeah. They done I think this dirty. is, this is um, exemplary, I think, of uh, Square Enix's kind of 
not really understanding the modern market. Because they did a similar thing with Final Fantasy XV, where the game dropped, they did like three or four quality of life patches, right? And then they started working on this DLC, and they're like, oh, we have five years of DLC planned, or whatever the fuck. And then it went on for so long, their fucking game director quit. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm not finishing this. Why? There's no point. I mean, what's, what's your possible... Okay, so if you talk about something like Dragon Age Origins, considered to be one of the better... RPGs to ever come out, right? It's probably in the top 20 sure. for most people. Um, people have played it, at least. Um, you know, there was this huge... I mean, there were several pieces of DLC, but there was a full expansion pack of Dragon Age Origins Awakening, which is massive. Uh, takes, I mean, really wraps up and adds new questions to the story and, and takes it in new directions. Um, adds a lot of implications that are kind of carried out through future games. Um, you know, what was the retention between... So we already, you know, you can look at some, uh, like, trophies or achievements and see that, okay, I can just look and I can see that 40% of the people that ever start playing the story RPG ever even finish at all, right? That's not saying they 100% of it. Mm-hmm. They ever beat the game at all. And it's usually less than, you know, it's I, I'm being generous with 40%. So of those 40% that beat the game, how many of those go on to buy the expansion pack maybe 60 percent. that's not a lot of players yeah and some of these final fantasy 15 dlcs um i I imagine they were just not getting any sales i mean the director is like i am not hitching my fucking boat to this if i'm gonna i'm gonna make less than i don't know a 10 percent five percent one percent who knows for sure you know so he, he moved on to go do something else he started a whole new studio i believe so um, yeah i mean it's just kind of weird a lot of poor decisions mixed mm. with a lot of like i feel like they make this game and on paper it sounds great and then when they get the final product they don't like look at it like they they can't they don't backtrack and go this is not good this isn't working for it mm-hmm this part works. There were parts of Kingdom Hearts that, that worked. Hell yeah. I mean, uh, the the whole boss, I mean, you could rebuild Kingdom Hearts into like, I'm not saying Cuphead style, but like have the whole game be boss fights. Sure. That'd be awesome. I like, I, I don't mind the little fights. I didn't mind playing through, playing through Olympus reminded me a lot of playing through an older Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. And Toy Story's level did that well. I think, um, yeah, and I, I Toy think, Stories was genius. I think the level of... I think the Monsters, Inc. level could have been structured, like, narratively better. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. It was good for what it was. It was one of the better maps in the game, probably. Sure. But how could they put this out with something like the fucking 100-acre forest or woods or whatever? It literally the- being one minigame with, with two variants. Garbage. Yeah. Full garbage. Throw it away. Try again. Shouldn't even have been there. You did this better in a game that came out in like 2000 fucking... Like four. One. <laughs> One. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have preferred that the 100 Acre Wood was just a cutscene. I would have preferred that it just wasn't in there at all. Yeah. I, I see why they added it in there. I think it's the only world that's appeared in every single Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. Well, but if it's going to be that, just it could have been nothing. move it. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, like, you I, see them, I mean, there was a lot of lazy things that they did. That was one. 
I'm not saying lazy devs here. This is lazy in a creative sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, creatively lazy. You know, uh, the other thing is the uh, foo was very clearly just carried directly over from Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. They were like, send us uh, 10 cooked food assets. And we'll make, like, three minigames. And those minigames were pretty bad, too. Yeah, there was one of them that worked functionally every time. <laughs> yeah. So, just... you know, it's it's very rough. Very rough. They, I think uh... Square Enix needs to catch up with the times. Yeah, they and, need to... Of, of all the studios really that exist out there, Square Enix could have put out, okay, this is Kingdom Hearts 3. We're not making DLC. There's no additional content after this one. This is the definitive edition of Kingdom Hearts 3. Day one of release, it's $90. And they would have sold the same number. You know? Nobody's out here picking up Kingdom Hearts 3 and they've never played a Kingdom Hearts game or ever heard of it. Yeah. You know, they're selling to their fans. They could be Square Enix and uh, they're probably the only studio with the goodwill that they could just say, look, we have to have this new price point. This old price point doesn't work when we spend 27 years rebuilding a game 15 times. Yep. So, but I still feel like that has that has to start with giving us something that's quality. Exactly, and I, I think if they would have just flat out put out, okay, here's Kingdom Hearts three. It's got six difficulty modes. It's got a new game plus. This is the final mix. It's got additional content that we would not have released if this was only a sixty dollar game. Yeah, they could have gotten away with eighty. They could have got away with ninety. They could have got away with a hundred probably. Yeah. They could have got but away instead, with instead. I like, mean, the game that they put out was not worth sixty dollars to begin with. Yeah, they if if they would have if you do the work and you show the gamers, this is why. Okay, so let, let's look at this. You're gonna buy a game for sixty dollars, right? You're gonna buy Kingdom Hearts for sixty dollars. It doesn't matter. How much are you gonna spend in DLC? Yeah. Like, what are you gonna you gonna buy a thirty dollar pack? Okay. That's Just ninety dollars that in the beginning. And put it okay. all in one. And then, how much would you spend in microtransactions if we had them in the game? Mm -hmm. You're going to spend at least 10 bucks. That's $100 right there. We're going to pack it all up. You won't have to worry about microtransactions. You won't have to worry about buying DLC. We're going to give you a fully realized game in the modern day mm -hmm. that you're going to love. And it's like, that starts with quality. Make that quality game. Make it 60 bucks. Make the DLC. Make it you know, 30 bucks, give the microtransactions, and then the next iteration of the title, be like, remember that last game that you spent like 25 bucks on? Well, you can get all of it for 100 right now. Not that, you know, the next version of the game. And it, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna like it just as much, if not more, than the last game. Because mm -hmm. we like what we're doing. It feels like they don't like what they're doing, kind of. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how you. It does really in a feel Kingdom like, Hearts like game. Coloring in the the lines or whatever you know what I mean. Like yeah, it's like okay, we have to do this. And it, like again, the Toy Story map was inspired. That's what I want. Right. Like, that's what all of Kingdom Hearts. Should be. The 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 whole ending was really good. It's just like a layers of boss fights and like pushing past your limits and all the shit that the story has been leaning on for fucking two hundred games. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about the gummy ship flying world to world like that? Did uh, you like it? It's weak, but not the worst it's ever been. Like, I liked the gummy it ship. It was all right. 
in three more than I've liked it anywhere else. Okay. Yeah, and, I, I I really liked it in one. Well, yeah, it was just kind of response. going from like yeah. point A to point B, and that's all you've got. Yep. I like the openness a little bit. So that was nice. That was one thing that I'll say three did a lot better. Yeah. But let's keep going with Square Enix because they're going to be at E3. Sure, they're like the only company that's still going to be there. They're it's going to be Square Enix one. and CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Damn, that's so, nice. Yeah, it's going to be... It's gonna be I imagine Ubisoft will be there. I imagine Square Enix will be there. I imagine... Or Did I you say know, Boobisoft? Yeah, Boobisoft will be there. Love it. Soft Boobies will be there. Um, Microsoft will be there. CD will be there. Um, and I, I, I like that they're telling us what time they're going to be there because... Mm-hmm. Last year's Square Enix show was a fucking wet fart and a pair of lightly shat pants. It was like it was like <laughs> it was like twelve minutes and like six minutes of that was the fucking mute dude game that ended up being pure ass. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's weird. That game looked good. This guy <laughs> right here weird. knows what's up. Who's that? Directly underneath. Yeah. yeah the not not even the Final Fantasy remake, but Parasite Eve. Like yeah, I would really, think we Eve. need some Parasite Eve, man. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the comments because you know there's going to be some good shit in here. A horror-based RPG? Like, let's do that. Hell yeah. There's a massive space for that right now. Final Fantasy VII? Like, these guys are going so hard on it. Yeah, everybody like, wants... I, I don't think that I don't, Final Fantasy VII Remake could possibly be any good. I don't think it could be good. No. I'm like, let's not do that. Yeah, everybody's like, yo, I want a new Chrono game. That's smart. That's intelligent. Sure. Everybody else is just like... We don't need these things over again. We've already had them. That's why they happened and we know what they are. Yeah. Like, we should be excited for the things that we don't know what they are. Hmm. It's... Man, I don't know. It's definitely not the right time for the Final Fantasy VII. It's like, I don't... It's not happening. Sleeping Dogs 2, somebody's begging for it. There's a smart man. There's a fucking man of culture. Yeah. Man, you know how much fun I had driving down the fucking street and just randomly <laughs> opening car doors and blasting people off the sidewalk? Jesus Christ. So, so much fun. Yeah. They called me a psychopath, but... God damn, that was so cool. They called me a psychopath. I said, get off the psychopath. New Sleeping Dogs gamer, don't even bother showing up. That's <laughs> that, guy, that guy was good. Oh yeah, we are probably going to see that Avengers game. Yes, so that's um, a reason to go. More Final Fantasy Tactics games? I'd be into that. Um, Final Fantasy Thirteen Trilogy PS4 port. There's one person that will ask for literally anything. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know. Damn, they were doing a Dragon Quest Builders 2 already, huh? That last one felt like it came out like a year ago. It came out like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, Very weird. I, I don't know. I want to see. I want to see some original fucking thoughts from these guys. I'm sick really? of them resting on the and not quiet man either. <laughs> like Final Fantasy. Like as much as I like Final Fantasy and all that, I would love for them to put that shit on the back burner and work on something new. Yeah. Like or new as in actually like, like make a real recreation of Final Fantasy and not just hey here's how I would have done 13 if I had 27 million dollars. Like I, I don't I don't even want something in their fucking realm anymore. Yeah. Like just try something new. It's good. Do, uh, but they need to figure out they need to get back to what 
they do. You know what yeah. I mean? It yeah. just they they have no idea what they're doing anymore. Yeah. It's um isn't gonna Yeah, happen. Square Enix is in a really weird place. Yeah, and they're in the exact same fucking place that Capcom was in a couple of years back. Yeah. And yeah, look what they did. Right. They went, Oh right. okay. It looks like these guys actually have some good fucking ideas. Maybe we should listen to the people who are buying our product. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't think Square is going to... I don't think in a couple of years we're going to be talking about Square the same way we're talking talk about Capcom. Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see them coming back unless they really, like... It seems like they could be on a good track by just kind of focusing on being a smaller company with, like, the, the, the studio that did Octopath and is going to work on other small-scale RPGs like that. Yeah, um, I think they could have a, a, a like Persona moment. We're like Persona's always been popular, but Persona Five is huge. Yeah, um, it's the, easily their biggest game. So, you know, I could see them kind of making their own thing that's kind of a more playful, just like a new concept along it, those lines. It has to come down to direction, right? Yeah, I think everything within really their old, company is um, direction. I mean, Tetsuya Nomura has run the last, like, ten games. Yeah. All simultaneously. So, like... how many of those have been good? Zero. (laughs) So, next. Yeah. Like... Thank you, next, Ariana Grande. Yeah. Oh, she was in most of their games. (laughs) Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, I I, I hope they can break out of the funk. Um, But, you know, Mm. we'll have to see where it goes. Again, I think it's the... um, American companies used to be really bad about this, but they're not anymore because they're just so ruthless. Yeah. And now the issue is, um, like, these Japanese companies have these people that, okay, we have this one employee that did something really good, like, five years ago. We're just going to, like, put him in charge of this whole studio. And then I think that's what happened to Nomura. I think he just got put too high. Yeah. Um, I, think he he needs got, to... I think he got uh, promoted out of his skill set, you know? Yeah, he should be probably lower on that old list. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and that's not to say that I think he's a creative genius, right? Sure. Um, as an art director, he was possibly one of the most vital people that Final Fantasy but, teams have ever had. But he's not in that position now. But we we run into the we do run into the issue when it comes to something like this of why were they good? So we hear it a lot, especially with musicians. They were good when mm-hmm. they were on drugs. Mm-hmm. They had this creative mind when they were on drugs. And maybe he did better when he was under the art crunch. Maybe that's well, when he was a, Like, uh, art and is he a, had, Yeah. Like, that's where the ideas were birthed, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think, um, like, a lot of stuff is, like, uh, especially in music, like, when people haven't made it, when they haven't gotten anywhere, when they, you know, a, a lot of bands, their first album is their best album. Right. And that's because that's when they were new. They had something to say. Um, they were was, going through the shit. It was something that they've been working on for years. And yeah. then album two is usually okay. And then album three starts to get away. And maybe sometimes they come back with like six or seven. They have like a single or like an album. Or something big good. will happen in their life that makes, you know, something change. That, that changes the default state. Um, Specifically, I'm thinking of the use. Okay. Yeah. They've kind of gotten away from it. And their first album good ones first album was good second album for me was uh, it's getting away from it and then yeah. everything beyond that until artwork was not good for me yeah 
Some forty one had this had a similar deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Good Charlotte's a good example. I mean, like nobody has ever sold out harder than Good Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they started out from about as low as you can go. Yeah. Um, they're basically dork losers that somebody was like, "Hey, we need a Blink One Eighty Two ripoff on our label," and they were like, "Yeah, we could probably do that." Yeah. <laughs> can Which you get actually, us a fat drummer? And they're like, "Yes, we can." <laughs> you know what really happened is. Uh, you know, some forty-one got got picked up because the Canadian label wanted mm-hmm. a Blink One Eighty Two soundalike group, and then this fucking East Coast label was like, "We need a fucking some forty-one ripoff," <laughs> and then Good Charlotte walked up to the mic, ready to go. I'll be this fucking person to call out right now that I like some forty-one better than Blink One Eighty Two. I'm I'm that guy. That's a risky move. I I, I don't like Blink as much as I like some forty-one. Uh, you know, Blank is still going without their original like lead singer. Well, isn't he out like trying to figure out where aliens are and stuff? Yeah, I think he like fucked an alien. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, can't run on that shit. He's moving. We're moving forward. Is what's happening. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I guess I guess getting back to it is like some forty one specifically. Mm-hmm. They, it was like good album, good album, okay album. Shit album, shit album. Lead singer almost dies. Everybody quits. Good album again. I don't know if you heard their new single off their newest album. Pretty good. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think I have. Uh... Brown sounds back. Fucking brown sounds. Brown back. sounds. David Brown sounds back in the old band arena. Love to hear it. And when I saw him live, David Brown sound was with him, and that was fucking amazing. That was one of the. That was a. That was. That was a super good show. Yeah. Maybe one of my favorite shows that I've seen ever. But they, they just put on a, like, it's a fun show. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, you know, you look at the way that Sum 41 build up. They were, like, teenagers going through teenage bullshit. Mm-hmm. So their sound was good. I was a teenager going through teenage bullshit. So I related. Yeah. And then they started to get, like, older and, you know, they, you start to get, like, like maybe they fall in love and have kids and that's when shit starts falling apart because their lives are in a good place and their music is reflecting that their lives are in a good place. And it's like, I was just listening to that to get like that kind of feel. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's the way And and then fucking Derek almost dies and he comes back and he writes another good song, another hit song. That's like, I, I really like it. It's on my general rotation of like all the bullshit I listen to, and I, I don't think Square. I think Square Enix is in that same boat. Like it happened. I think it's universal that you you as you work work hard to get somewhere, and when you get there, you're complacent. Mm-hmm. And they're complacent. They've been complacent for a long time. Yeah. So someone has to die. So, I mean, yeah, if we look at... Fucking Game of Thrones style, someone has to go down. That makes a lot of... This, uh, at first I was starting to think, you know, maybe we got away from it. But it actually makes a lot of sense because Square Soft was in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble, yeah. Going into the thing that they would build their fucking brand on, Final Fantasy, is their final attempt at a fantasy game. Yes. Right? And that is, like, that story's a little apocryphal, but it's mostly true. Yeah, and it's like, um, you know, they that game knocked it out of the park. They still sell copies of it today. You know what I mean? Um, And 
Final Fantasy 2 was really good. Final Fantasy 3 was really good. And then they started getting to these higher numbers. Like, 6 was amazing. 7 was, like, changed the world. 8 was an amazing story. 9 is one of the best Final Fantasy games ever made. The tactics games were really good. They were doing all these offshoots, getting crazy with it. Uh, Final yeah. Fantasy 10 introduced entirely voice-acted casts and things like that. And they've done this 11 amazing shit. even was the first online. Yeah. Like, that was the so, first online Final Fantasy piece, and that was groundbreaking. Right. They, they did all kinds of this huge stuff, but they've gotten so far away from, like, you know, they're a big, you know, multi-billion dollar company making these AAA games with an aesthetic of, like, we're the little guy. And they're just not. And, like, you're not coming from that same, same era. You're not coming from the same inspiration. And it very much, I mean, looking at Kingdom Hearts, it is, uh, shit, I got assigned to the fucking Kingdom Hearts team. Oh, shit, I got assigned to manage Final Fantasy XV's DLC. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah, people they, that are out here doing their dream. They just have to do the next thing because Square Enix is a massive machine. Yeah. So. Problem. Yeah, maybe maybe have a couple layers of management die off. They got to be getting old by this point, right? Yeah, they have to, um, like, they have to lose that, um... They, okay, so they're definitely losing money, but they're not losing money enough. on the front of, like, we have to lay off someone big or lay off a ton of people. Well, they need to They need to just, like, they've been having all this bleed stack up for a long time, and eventually it's going to start really hurting. I mean, I mean, bleed as far as talent. I mean, bleed as far as, like, a lack of creative ambition and sort of a lack of like powerful leadership i would I love to hear outside of something like crystal dynamics i'm talking like one of their big mm-hmm. not something they own i own but that's a good example i mean uh yeah, io was I, like somebody that they owned that was like you know what this shit ain't working we gotta this go isn't we working. gotta take our shit with us because you don't you don't handle it right yeah how i mean how how is it hitman over final fantasy realizing that they're being dicked around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. crazy. They have so many things that they could be resting on, like in the sense of these are the titles that we make our money off of. Right. I don't mean resting on as in we're complacent and this is just what we're doing. Mm-hmm. They could be working hard on something that they know that their fan base will enjoy. Yeah. Their fan base would love a horror based RPG. Their sure. fan base would fucking lose their shit for some sort of revitalization of, like, Chrono Cross, tr- Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I'm not talking, like, let's remake this game. I'm talking, let's push this game forward. What's happening now 20 years later? Yeah. It could be cool. I don't know. Sure. It just... But they're not doing that. They're like, let's make 15. Right. It's like, how, how how did that boardroom meeting... Their boardroom meetings are very different than the boardroom meetings at Guerrilla Games. Right, right, you know, they're, exactly. They're not asking those questions. They're just going, where would they go next? Oh, well, I guess to a gas station and pushing their car. Yeah, okay, how do I make more money on this? Okay, how do we make... How do we get that again? Okay, how do we... Uh, yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's it, like, yeah, they're worried about making like like reliving that dream again mm-hmm. and it's like you shouldn't worry about reliving that dream again you should worry about like seeing 
what the people out there that are like living this dream want to have again or have in general and even if it's not like man i don't know there's so many problems with it and they just need to need to take a step back and look at like i think it could start with wait where is all of the money going Mm -hmm. and look at see where it's going and if it's going into somebody's you know pocket that you know doesn't even if they do a decent amount if they're still responsible, mm-hmm. they're responsible for the way things are now. Yeah. It just, man, I don't know. Fuck them to death. I, fuck them to death. Well, see, right here it says your campaign was you were going to fuck everybody to death. Mm-hmm. And as of now, you have fucked nobody to death. Wait, where did I say I was going to fuck everyone to death? Well, we have actually a compilation video of you saying of all the people you're going to fuck. A compilation. Oh, my God. America's breaking down in South Park's our savior. Oh, no. That face when you have to rely on (laughs) the villain to save you. (laughs) No, I mean, I I was with him from the beginning, so I'm okay with it. It's like if you become bros with the devil, mm-hmm. when you know you have to go there, you kind of start to realize, okay, I, I knew this was going to happen. You kind of pregame a little bit. Interesting. All right. But that is the show. Uh, so thanks for hanging out. Grim popping in here at the end to say what's up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, check out the top news and video game stuff there as well. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live, uh, I do see that we're going to be getting more info and gameplay for uh, Borderlands Three here on the first. So we will oh, yeah. I'll definitely, definitely be looking into that and talking about that next week. Awesome. Um, so yeah, in the meantime, just hang out with us over here, chat with us on the daily. And all that. We appreciate all the likes, comments, shares, and follows. Subscribes. All the different words for the same shit, basically. Um, but in uh, in the meantime, uh, yeah. Go check all that out, and we will see you next week. I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.